Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, welcome in to The Late Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. Appreciate you listening to The Good Neighbor here on this Tuesday evening. Have you until 9 p.m., like we typically do, except for Wednesdays when it's Inside Twins. It starts at 6 o'clock, and then we take you on the airwaves at 6.30. I appreciate you listening. We got a, a few in-studio guests tonight, so I'm looking forward to those conversations as well. But I wanted to start with um, a, a topic that's that's not going to go away. It's something that we're still going to have to continue to address um, because it impacts us all. And we know that that crime is a thing that we're, we keep hearing the the news stories. Yesterday, uh, when I got to the office, uh, the the news about the weekend and crime that was taking place, and you heard the police chief talking about incidents, we don't want to see that happen. We want to see a deterrent in crime. We want to see crime rates go down across the board. doesn't matter where you live. But there's something that that I have to speak to because I'm bothered by it. One thing that we have to do, because no one believes that we are going to exist in a world where there's zero crime. We know that there's going to be activity that we don't that we don't want to be a part of, that we don't want to see people be impacted negatively by crime. But one thing that we can do is in the judicial system, deal with it a certain way. And now, you know that I have um, been critical of some of the decisions that have been made here, um, in the uh, specifically in Hennepin County, the last year and a half or so. But we have to stop giving plea deals to people that don't deserve it. We have to do that. Stop giving plea deals to people that don't deserve it. I am not saying that you do not look at certain things that are happening in society and you say, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit on the side of being lenient in this situation because of this. But that's not across the board. And that is something that you have to look at on a case-by-case basis. I'm not saying that you, with every single thing that happens, that we identify as criminal in nature, that you prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. We get that, right? There are a lot of things that you go into the determining factors on how things play out. But with all of that said, I saw this story in the Strib earlier today that really bugged me, okay? And it involves an individual by the name of Michael Judy, okay? Now, back in December, he agreed to plead guilty in district court to felony first-degree property damage for aiming and throwing heavy object, uh, objects at vehicles driving by a building on Washington Avenue. Okay? This happened last year, January of 2023. Now, none of the items injured anyone, but multiple vehicles were damaged. So now, am I thankful that nobody was injured? 
Yeah, of course. You don't want to see anybody injured. Okay? But what he did was absolutely unacceptable. Okay? Dropping dumbbells, furniture, and other items from his ninth floor balcony onto vehicles passing by his downtown Minneapolis apartment. Yeah, that's not, that's not acceptable. Somebody could have been easily killed with all of that, right? But this is the deal. <laughs> now, the plea agreement between the defense and the prosecution called for three years of probation and for Judy to be sentenced under what is called a stay of imposition. This means that conviction would have been reduced to a misdemeanor once he successfully complied with the terms of a sentence and probation. Now, now, just on the surface, with all due respect, does that make any sense at all? Does that make sense to anybody out there? Because it doesn't to me. Now, let's get updated on this, okay? On Monday, as in yesterday, a judge rejected the plea agreement struck by the Hennepin County Attorney's Office calling for probation and no prison time. Like, what what are we doing here? What, What are we doing here? I'm glad that nobody was injured and harmed. I'm glad that nobody was killed. And we're talking about property damage. But is this what we're really doing? And before I get the text at 651 461 because I don't have an issue with you texting or calling. I don't want to hear stuff about uh, liberal this and democratic that. I'm talking about regardless of your political affiliation, utilizing common sense. This is not okay. It never should have been acceptable. I don't care who's in charge, whatever the political affiliation is to whoever's in the job. It just, this type of stuff bugs me. Now, in the article, listen to this. Judge Amber Brennan declined to sentence the defendant in accordance with the terms of his plea deal. And then at that point, Mr. Judy withdrew his plea. Now, which we'll see how all of this stuff plays out. But the spokesman for the county attorney's office said in an email About the original agreement, it was based on, quote, Mr. Judy's successful engagement in treatment and sobriety up to that point, along with the fact that he had recently received a downward dispositional departure on another case, which was terroristic threats in Olmstead County that had occurred after this incident. See, this is this is the reason why I I get so bothered. Because. I'm not somebody that is sitting here at this microphone saying, just throw the book at them for everything that happens. Okay. We know that there are, there are extremes. When we taking, taking a life is different than stealing a bike. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we get that, but it took for them to see that this person hadn't seen the light for them to say, no, we, we got the, the, the probation and all. I don't think you should have been offered probation in the first place. No, you have to come a little bit harder because right now it's it's property damage is what it is at this point. But he admitted to dropping them when the vehicles were on their way. He purposely targeted vehicles as they passed on the street and would wait. What do you have? Manslaughter? If, if somebody would have gotten killed? 
I mean, what do you have? A, a, attempted like assault? I mean, what what do you you've got something that's a lot more serious than this? I, I just think that I think that in in certain situations we are so looking at what was the outcome. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, absolutely. And, and I and I'm not sitting here saying that you don't factor that in, but I guess what do you do to create a deterrence? I'd love to hear from some people. 651-461-9226. Because if we talk about what we're going to do to create deterrence and get better, at some point you just you can't let stuff slide. And I don't think that that sends a good message to anyone out there that you let somebody off with this. The, the problem that we're having, Henry, is you, you're reactive, not proactive. That's the problem. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, nobody was injured, thankfully, but the intent was to hurt somebody. The intent was to do something very, very bad to somebody. You don't throw or, or, you know, just push big things out of your ninth story apartment complex, you know, whatever. And you're like, oh, well, gee, I hope it doesn't hurt anybody. You know what you're trying to do. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to your phone calls and your text, and we'll do that next year on The Lloyd Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, the talk and text line, 651-461-9226. Your reaction to my rant here to start the show? I'm glad that the judge rejected the plea deal. Because I think that we have to start taking some of this stuff much more seriously. If we want to have deterrence and don't want to see things progressing, then you got to put your foot down at some point. That's just across the board. It ain't just a Minneapolis thing or St. Paul thing or whatever. It, it, It took until them seeing and it getting back to them that this individual wasn't necessarily getting it, that they were like, whoa, we, we got to, we got to get out of this situation. Let's take some phone calls. 651-461-9226. Let's go to Chad, who's driving around. How you doing, Chad? Hey, Henry. Doing good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay, man. Right arm. Hey, so you're talking about preventing things, you know, like preventing things from happening. And I, I've just been driving around. I got 400 miles on the truck today. <laughs> thinking about, you know, well, speeding. You know, they pull you over for speeding because of what could happen happen you know and that's kind of kind of kind of what you're talking about is they're trying to play this down like like well nothing happened nobody got hurt there's some property damage yeah not a big deal and you're saying yeah but what could have happened it's pretty serious i totally agree if this but, I, but, but i'm talking about what but, but i'm not even talking about i'm not even talking about the outcomes about people not getting hurt or the coulda, woulda, shouldas. I'm talking about just on the surface what happened in itself, too. You see what I'm saying? Like, like it's one thing. It would have it been 
if a much worse situation if somebody was injured or somebody was killed oh. or somebody, you know what I'm saying, oh, in that way. But but just yeah. in itself, property damage, I mean, if I'm driving down the street and somebody throws a dumbbell through my front windshield of my vehicle, <laughs> from, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you, you know how I would feel. Well, and I, the other thing that made me think, uh, the other thing I thought of on that was, what if it was that, you know, that prosecutor's mom or dad or brother, wife that was driving one of those cars? Would would he still feel that same way about, hey, oh yeah, let's just slap him on the wrist and, but you know, nobody got hurt. It's all good. We'll just give him some probation. Would that change their mind a little bit, or would they still say, oh yeah, let's just give him probation? Yeah, and, and thanks for the phone call from Chad, who's driving around. Look, in my mind, and maybe I'm off, Chris. Help me with this. Maybe I'm off, and maybe the text line can help me with this. How in the world is is probation just like I'm trying to figure out how that factors into all of this? Like th- this is pretty this is pretty egregious behavior, mm-hmm. at least in my assessment of it. Now, the downtown incidents came as the gentleman was facing eviction for more than $11,000 in rent since he moved into the unit, mm. and he eventually was evicted in January of 2023. I mean, think about this. It says, on January the 4th, shortly before midnight, an airport shuttle vehicle with seven passengers was hit on the roof by a 3 Pound dumbbell. Huh? Yeah, there, there's the saying, the punishment has to fit the crime. To me, the crime is along and, the lines of attempted assault. And, and, and Judy's criminal history, it says, according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, spans his entire adult life and includes pleading guilty to, in 2020 to a drive-by shooting and property damage in connection with being one of three people accused of shooting BBs at dozens of car windows and a so home. So he's a repeat Rochester. offender. So he's a repeat offender. Also been convicted numerous times for domestic assault, as well as for terroristic threats, theft, harassment, mm. indecent exposure, and disorderly. Co- I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't even. I, what was the thought process here? Text line um, from the nine five two. If you shoot at someone and miss. Is it not attempted murder? This one, the 651. Except perhaps for arson and maybe car theft, if it's violent, our society has given up on property crime. We on our own, we are on our own in that regard. I see this is this is this is kind of an interesting thing. So. I view it a little bit differently, okay? And 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 follow me on this. Okay? Because no one was harmed or injured, it becomes property damage. Yes. But I'm not going to sit here and say that he tried to kill somebody, which clearly could have happened. But you see what I'm saying like it's 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 easy to say property damage after the fact, because that was the outcome. But going into this, I view it as, as much worse. I, th- this is, this is I, I don't know what the correct term would be for attempted assault. 
Because what what are you looking to accomplish when you're dropping large items on vehicles and you are targeting these vehicles? You know that something bad could happen to somebody. It could go through the windshield. It could kill somebody. Like your intent, to me, the intent matters. The intent is, if you're telling me the intent is just to to damage some vehicles, I don't believe that. I I don't believe that his intent was to just, you know, but break I don't a couple. Know. Well, I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not, I can't say. Why, why would you wait and tar? You would have, well, hold to, on, be, you, it, you would have to be an idiot to not know. Like he would have well, to be an off, idiot. To first off, know. he is an idiot. First off, he is an idiot. But I can't I can't sit here and say that throwing stuff at vehicles that they're trying to kill somebody as opposed to property. Like maybe they're just trying to just wreak havoc and, and, and create just a lot of property damage. I, I don't, I'm not I can't get, I'm not going to even effort to try to get inside the mind of why the person was doing this. But I, I can't leap to say that this person wanted to murder somebody. I'm not saying they wanted to murder somebody. But if you're. You, you think about dropping something like that, like dumbbells or yeah, you know, dumb. blocks on somebody's car yeah. coming down at that velocity. You don't have to be a math major to figure out that if that comes in contact with an individual, that could seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. It, it, and, and his his prior you were reading his prior history and all of. You know, he's there, were other, there were incidents of property damage, Wait, f- signs, yep. red flags. Why are we not seeing this? And and then kind of to this texture's point, it gets to the point where something bad happens. We're like, man, we should have seen that coming. It's right there in front of you, right there in front of you. Yeah, I just it, it really does bug me because. I'm not going to sit here and just be cool about it. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, when it happens to me, that I am going to be in this situation where I'm just I'm up in arms, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's you're going to be up in arms across the board with regards to all this stuff. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh absolutely. And you know, like Chad was saying too, if this happened to the prosecutor's family, if this happened to someone that was close to them. Would that change how this would have been viewed? Because yeah, they, this is going to this is going to shake people, and this is going to piss people off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be more shook or if I'd be more upset. Probably a little column A and a lot of column B. All right. It sounds like in, in some of the breaking news here with the House GOP they voted to impeach Mayorkas right now. Uh, it sounds like it passed 214 to 213. So we will keep track of that. Priorities. And, and see what happens and how this plays out over the course of the, as more information comes out for the rest of the evening. But that is the breaking news that we are seeing at this exact moment. But coming up next, um, coming up this weekend at the Minnesota Historical Society, uh, a documentary um, that I absolutely want to see because you guys know that I'm a basketball fan and we know that. When we talk about basketball athletes and recruiting, the big thing that has really changed the game in the last 30 years or so has been the world of AAU basketball. Well, what is the story behind AAU basketball here in the Minnesota? The McCray All-Star story. Minnesota's first AAU basketball team. 
which actually started long before I'd ever heard of AU basketball. We'll talk to producer Ralph Crowder and some of those athletes coming up next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. And as everybody knows, I love basketball. Just this weekend, I was at the University of Kansas for Kansas versus Baylor. I love college basketball. I love college recruiting. And uh, when we talk about college recruiting and getting out there in the AAU world, a story that a lot of people will hear about, a conversation, a discussion that will take place this coming weekend, is one that I really want to hear a lot more about because I was not in tune with the McCray All-Stars. The McCray All-Stars, a story, a community discussion taking place this Saturday from 2 until 4 at the Minnesota Historical Society, or not Society, but the Center over in St. Paul. And joining us now, producer of this discussion, is Ralph Crowder. Ralph, first off, thank you so much for being here, along with uh, some phenomenal basketball players from many years ago. But, uh, Ralph, how you doing, man? Peace, peace. What's happening, Henry Lake? What's I'm good. going on? You here, man. You North here. High family. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> North High yeah. family. <laughs> All right, so, so, so before we get into uh, specifics, about this discussion, I want everybody in the room to, you know, talk into the mic and introduce yourself and tell them where you're from. No doubt. John Baker from Minneapolis North High. Derek Rubin, Minneapolis North High. Former Mr. Basketball. Gerard Hughes Sr., St. Paul Central. Mr. Basketball, too. Thank Mr. You. Basketball. No, no, no. I, I, he kind of beat me to it. Yeah, we, that's official. Rory Lee Birch, St. Paul Central. All right. All right. So St. Paul's being represented. And, you know, Gerardo was giving me grief about not, you know, including St. Paul in there. <laughs> you know, that's that, you know, he, you know, he, he's slick with it. But, uh, but Ralph, let, let, let's, let's jump into the conversation. The McCray All-Star Story, Minnesota's first AAU basketball team. I think a lot of people out there, when they hear about AAU, um, they think about the here and now and the present. They hear about all these different um, – AAU teams and programs out there because that's kind of the, the world of college basketball now. But m- many, many years ago, it started with McCray. Yeah, many, many, many years ago. And specifically um, what year? Yeah, we, we're looking at the, starting at the late 1981. So, um, you know, this is like one of them, like, digging in the organic ground, pulling up a beautiful flower that's been covered up for years, but it's, it, it has to, like, sprout out because it has a purpose. And so there, there's a purpose in this story and this time and this place. And even everybody coming together the way we came together today is, is really good. You know, oftentimes we talk um, about practices when we had practices and there was a van that we a van or maybe even a, a station wagon with a hole in the middle of it at the, in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And um, but what that did is it created a, a, a bond and a brotherhood that we all share together for for really for life. It was it was an important part of time in uh, all of our young years. It was the very kind of time where hip hop began to have a uh, cultural influence that was still threatening, but um, actually moving across the country and the world. And it was the time right before our communities were um, attacked by the drug epidemic, and also a time where a lot of our families broke up. But the beauty about this was is that this was a, a story that originated here from the Twin Cities area that would not be possible without the South Side, North Side, and St. Paul connecting as one tribe and, and, and a group of young boys at the time going all around the country winning national tournaments 
in the early to 80s up to the mid 80s. So it's a it's a beautiful thing. And we're just here to honor that. All right. The McRae All-Stars, Minnesota's first AU basketball team that traveled the country in the 1980s, winning tournaments with combined talent from inner city youth in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Tell me why you wanted to bring this to the table for people to learn about uh, this specific story right now. Well, you know, in this day and time, we're, we're used to hearing a lot of negativity, especially around our youth um, and, and, and different things in terms of like our inner cities. And so um, whenever there's like stories of committed adults um, that um, affirm uh, leadership capacities within any young people, especially um, in, in this avenue of sports, you know, we got to honor those stories and honor those people because a, a lot of that work was not paid. It wasn't sponsored by a sneaker company at that time. Um, it, it, it was it was out of love and commitment for community and, um, you know, education, history and all the kind of things that we want to see our young people be exposed to. But the valuable experience also around this was the, the ability to travel from state to state, um, city to city and um, fellowship with um, brothers and brothers from all across the country as champions. And I think that that's something that we need to um, look back on because this was before the Timberwolves. Uh, This was before a lot of um, basketball really that uh, came to this city um, years later. But this was like the one of the original stories that we can feel good about and feel proud about as a Twin Cities And, um, you know, everybody has an individual story around this. Mm -hmm. And uh, the biggest thing that I see is just a unified um, presence of of inner city kids from Minneapolis and St. Paul and uh, being exposed to some excellent adult leadership. Before we uh, check in with the other guys that are here in studio, I want want to ask you this. Whose idea was it? Like, like how did talk about the genesis of how this all came to be? The McCray All-Stars. Yeah, that that, that would have um, been my, my father who passed away in 2020, uh, the first year of COVID. Um, that was definitely a brainchild that started from him um, moving from academia at the University of Minnesota and Augsburg College. And I really think um, he began to be a little frustrated with the politics and, and, and academia. And he, he created his own kind of uh, academy, if you will, um, where, you know, sports and uh, education and, and leadership was all incorporated into those um, early McRae years. And I think as you begin to talk to these brothers right here, uh, I think everybody would um, definitely co-sign that, you know what I'm saying, in terms of the adult leadership, not only by him, but other uh, caring adults. Uh, Mr. Charles Sims, who used to play for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, um, Mel Riley to name him um, and others. So, you know, there, but it was definitely a, a brainchild by uh, Dr. Ralph uh, L. Crowder. Yes. All right. So this is open for anybody that wants to hop onto the microphone. Uh, you know, tell me, why did you guys want to be a part of this in terms of the McCray All-Stars? Anybody? Somebody. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Oh, this is Rory. This is Rory from the STP. Anyway, uh, so the McRae All-Stars, man, they were actually in a tournament down at Oxford where me and Rod are from, me and Gerard Hughes. Um, and they were just, they were dope. I've never seen nothing like it. Ralph's dad had them, you know, doing these presses where 
the presses couldn't be broken, and they were just dominant, right? Mm-hmm. So they were in the same tournament as us. And, and give me your age at the time. Well, how old? I was 13. Okay. We, me and Rob were in seventh grade. So uh, they actually recruit. They ended up recruiting us to be on their AU team. And then the rest is history, man. You know, we went to Denver. We won the championship. We went to Las Vegas. We went to Denver and Las Vegas the same year, a road trip. We took two 18-passenger vans, the 7th and 8th grade team. All these guys were, you know, there. Uh, it was one of the funnest times in life, man. We went to Denver. We won the championship. We went to Las Vegas. We won the championship. And it was just great, man. I mean, we went back to Vegas the next year. We got smacked, but we had, <laughs> <laughs> we had hella fun, though. You know, it a, was great. A learning experience. Uh, who else? Jarrah, you want, you want to speak up? <clears throat> yeah, this was this was pivotal back then because they know St. Paul was definitely the hometown capital, and that's all we had in St. Paul. I mean, it was just Jimmy Lee, Oxford, you know, and it was just grown men playing against little boys and little boys playing against grown men. And to have the opportunity to be on the team with McCray was the biggest thing I could think of. It really meant a lot to me. And traveling the country, as I was 13, I had never been on the road before. So my mom cried all night, and – I was crying myself. I was nervous, and I didn't know these guys that well. I just mm-hmm. knew Rory. That was it. I knew Ralph a little bit from Rory because they was good friends, and that's all I knew. I knew I was excited to go. I had to be there. It was one of my lifetime experiences in my basketball career. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ruben, uh, Derek Ruben, what did it mean for you to be a part of this? Um, because, you know, basketball has, has meant so much to you in your life. I know that when I was coming through North um, and then – graduated, then went to Morehouse. One of the things that they told us in that initial, in that freshman year, they said, um, think globally and not locally. And I think that one of the things that I look back on is uh, some of my friends, some of our friends, right, they really couldn't see past North Minneapolis, right? I mean, I mean St. Paul had the same thing. You got, you got cats that couldn't see past, like, the community that they, that they lived in. So talk about what it was like for you to, to get out and about and travel the country and see different places and be able to play the sports you love. Well, yeah, um to add on to what you said and what Ralph said earlier, I mean, it was just a great experience um, just to get off the block, um, see different places, see different styles of basketball, to fellowship with different people. Um, and, you know, and to this day, you know, these gentlemen to my left, um, Roy Rod and, and John and Ralph, I mean, um, just to circle back of like how we still connected. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like how we still good good friends and was really no hate. You know what I mean? And, and his dad, like, brought that together um and and instilled family you know what i mean um and community in all of us um so that was a great experience i mean i I came in from boston and um um, i was recruited as well and um i i met a lot of the guys on the first trip just on the fly a lot of stuff was on the fly Mm. um but yeah it taught us leadership um that we um that we're better and we're we're bigger than just local you know what I mean? So um, that's what I – some of the things that I took uh, out of that experience. What would you take out of it, John? Well, my experience was a little different. Um, um, I played for a hospitality house in North Minneapolis, and like a lot of these guys, I had never been anywhere. Um, so I got recruited. Um, a guy by the name of Ralph Crowder after my game said, hey, would you like to play on this traveling team? I was like, yeah, sounds good. He said, well, go home and ask your mom. <laughs> My mom's a pretty homebody and doesn't know many people in Minneapolis. So I went home, 
And I said, Mom, this guy came up to me and said, hey, do you want to play on this traveling basketball team that's going to travel to California, Denver? And she said, well, what's his name? I said, well, Ralph Crowder. And she said, well, the only Ralph Crowder I know is in Des Moines, Iowa. My mom's from Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> so, so happened that was my cousin's best friend, Ralph Crowder, and my mom grew up with Ralph Crowder. Mm. So, of course, it was a definite yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what he did for us was just so amazing and magical. Um, he brought all these different young men together from St. Paul, from South Minneapolis, from North Minneapolis. Now, some of these guys are my best friends. You know, we yep. played high school ball together. We played against each other. But a lot of us were the stars of our high schools. But what he taught us was just bigger than life, you know. Um, it was someone who believed in us um, and taught us about our character. So, I mean, I, I owe a lot to Ralph Crowder, especially when it comes down to basketball and just the X's and O's. I mean, when we went to our high schools, we were way above our, even our coaches. I mean, some of the stuff that he taught us. No, I'm dead serious. I mean, we had a playbook with probably over 50 plays in it, you know. But he really instilled the game, game in us and took us to the next level. Yeah. We're talking about the McCray All-Star story, community discussion taking place this Saturday from 2 until 4 at the Minnesota His, uh, History Center here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And one of the things that I look at and I'm interested in seeing this weekend with the uh, discussion and conversation is how much different it was for your guys' experience back then as to what kids are dealing with now because the game has totally changed. And now you see with AU, it's, it's oftentimes it feels like it's just a fight for scholarships, right? Mm-hmm. It ain't that. Like, like when y'all talking about back in the day getting in the vehicles and road tripping and it was community and it was family and you guys were a brother. Nowadays, I mean, I've seen teams where, man, cats, they're not bonding like that. Like this was a different type of experience because clearly it was a different time, Ralph. Yeah, it was a different time. And, and you know, when you just said that, I, I was thinking, you know, it's it's really the similar issues are still there. It's just mm-hmm. that the stakes are higher. You know what I mean? Yep. Like we, <clears throat> our age group, I believe, was the, the first generation where we saw our parents break up. At, at least, you know, I think, um you know, and we might have had, had one parent remaining that was, um you know, a part of that uh, kind of family experience. But... When you think about it, you know, as we move on generations later and years later, I think the the definitely the the degree of adversity uh, could be more. You know, it could be the same. Who knows? But what I do know is this, is that anytime you have caring adults in your life that um, see and recognize talented young people or know how to develop young people, you know, to have great talent. That's a tremendous asset that we have, and we can't let those people who have planted that kind of quality seed into into to our youth go without being recognized. That that's essential. I think we we many times we blow by history, and we miss so many important jewels on the way. That is um, something that is is designed to bridge the gap of time adversity or even um, politics for that matter. And so um, this is very important to honor this story and to really, again, honor all those pockets of the Twin Cities that 
produce, you know, this kind of talent. So whether you be over north um, at Hospitality House or whether if you was over south in the McRae neighborhood or Phelps neighborhood in general, or if you was in the Rondo community in St. Paul at MLK Center or at Oxford, uh, you know, all these spots have their own stories and their their own kind of ways of being. And, you know, it takes a talented, committed adult that understands all those things and it can bring young boys together with support of families. And just imagine travel throughout the whole country, man, yeah. with new kicks and, and all kinds of things that was designed to support this team from basically one man's leadership, you know, with with some other definitely supportive, complimentary support from others. But it's a tremendous story, and I, and I definitely look for, you know, people in the broader audience to come and learn more. And, and there will be, like, some music. Like, a part of your show is going to be like a conversation with music and some other things that are designed to enhance the importance of the conversation. All right, we only got about a, a minute or two left, but I do want to say this real quickly. Uh, I want to give Ralph, I want to give you specifically – um, a lot of props and give you your flowers on the air because we, we go back to high school together. And one of the things that I love about you is that you are always somebody that's about the history and you want to always shine light on the significance of having a historical perspective, because a lot of times our stories get lost and you do a good job of documenting that, whether it's hip hop, whether it's basketball, whatever it is. And I appreciate you for always doing that. I'll say this for, for anybody who wants to talk and I give you each 30 seconds a piece uh, what do you um, want people to get out of the McRae All-Star story coming up this weekend? <clears throat> it's about um, brotherhood, you know, uh, being there for each other. I think it's too much of, of not non-unity, you know, too much of me, 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 and not, not we, we, we. And you can't get nowhere like that. You know, all these guys here, we know what that means. You know, we at a young age about teamwork. I came from a place where I was just, I was a gunner. I ain't going to lie. I was about me. But then when I wanted to win, I knew I needed my teammates. And that's what it's about. And to this day, I don't see enough of that. You know, so that's what I think. Yeah. I would also like to say, you know, just uh, just a little word out to parents, you know, even with McCray, that when you're looking at a coach, look at how he's going to shape your kid in the end, not only about basketball, but how are you going to shape their character, you know? So really be conscious of who's coaching your kids. Roy? Yeah, I'll piggyback off what John said. Um, It's really important um, to have good coaches that have your kids' best interests, you know, not just basketball because – I'm 52 years old, almost 53, and I still this still has an effect on me, what we did. You know, it was like one of the best times in life. So big respect to Ralph Sr., Coach Sims, and everybody else, all my boys right here and everybody else on the team because it was great, and it's a lifetime memory, and it lasts, and it really means something. Derek, you get the last word. Yeah, this is Ruben. I just want to say that um, it's important that um, young people know their history. We all need to know our history um, so we don't make any the same mistakes and um, that we excel and, and move in the right direction. Um, so that's that's it for me. Yeah, Rory, Gerard, Derek, John, and Ralph, I appreciate you guys coming in studio. The McCray All-Star Story community discussion taking place this Saturday from 2 until 4 at the Minnesota History Center. You can go to their website, mnhs.org, for more information. And I appreciate the conversation. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap up Hour 1, and we'll do that next. 
Thanks to all the guys for stopping in, talking about their brand new project, the McCray All-Stars, Minnesota's first AAU basketball team. We got sports attorney Stephen Silton. He's going to be joining H. Lake coming up in about uh, seven minutes here. Newstalk 830 WCCO. All right, thanks again to Rory, Gerard, John, and Derek, and Ralph for coming in studio and hanging out and, and talking about the McCray All-Stars and that story and that community discussion that's coming up. Uh, it's important that we do note, incite, and learn our history. Uh, hour two of the Lake Show, Stephen Silton joining us in studio. We'll do that next year on The Good Neighbor.